Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's What Are Point podcast. We will get together every once in a while to discuss the ins and outs of current events and everything that's going on to decide what are point or, sadly, that there are no points sometimes. Bummer. But, all right, let's introduce everyone here. We have Amanda. Hi. We have Ben. Hello. Dan. Hello. And Taryn. Yo, yo. And so, it's pretty simple to start this week off with what are point coronavirus. Everyone's thinking about it. Everyone's washing their hands. We got to figure out exactly what's going on here. So, let's run down what we've got so far. It seems to be everywhere. It started somewhere in China. It went to Iran, and now it's all the way in um, the Pacific Northwest. It's in Rhode Island, I heard, the Dominican Republic. Okay, we have our health expert here, Ben Sally, and um, let's just start. Could you explain to us something simple? What is the difference between this virus and, let's say, the ones we had heard about before, something like SARS or MERS, other things like that? From what I've heard, they all come from these sort of illegal meat markets, but just explain to us what a coronavirus is and what the hell is going on. Uh, sure. So a coronavirus is a member, is a whole family of different kinds of viruses. And what's interesting is the ones that you named, so SARS and MERS, are also, also both types of coronaviruses. Uh, this new one, this COVID-19, is a hyper-virulent, uh, increasingly deadly form of a coronavirus. But, you know, a coronavirus is distinct from flu. It's distinct from, say, a rhinovirus or a rotavirus, which are common causes of the common cold. Um, so what is, the difference? what is the difference between flu and this? They're just totally different species. It's like asking what the difference is between a dog and a bear. Uh, oh. they, they just kind of do different things. So coronavirus is, in particular is a really big RNA virus. So when it gets into your, your cells, it'll start hijacking the machinery. Um, basically produce reverse transcriptase, integrates itself into your own cell's genome, and then start pumping out multiple, multiple copies of it. And this is the sort of typical life cycle of a virus. Um, what's yeah. interesting about this particular coronavirus is it causes a really aggressive form of pneumonia. And in addition to that, it also seems to have the ability to just sort of kill you spontaneously, which is weird and poorly understood. And how exactly it's doing this uh, has not been cleared up as far as I've been. I mean, the fact that it could just be like randomly, I could die from it or I could not. I mean, I was seeing that some of the um, articles were talking about people with pre-existing conditions or older individuals were more prone to being um, killed by this particular thing. But like even you saying it could, it could kill you just or randomly. it could not randomly is kind of like, I don't even know how to respond to that. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, what's what's also interesting, so if you believe the statistics coming out of China, uh, there is yet to be recorded a death of anyone who's under the age of 10 from coronavirus. Uh, I don't know the extent to which I believe it, um, but that's very weird for a virus. So normally... You, oh, sorry, question, No, on the statistics out of China, I think the other question that I wonder if the U.S. media is is grappling with is, what is the actual mortality rate? And if it's not oh, yeah. tested well in China, then the mortality rate might actually be the same as the flu, but because it came from China, it's scary. Why? Yeah, I mean, 
China is under is is I hear that whatever number China is giving us, it's probably triple the number. It's significantly higher than that. Um, so there was this is. Do you think the mortality rate or the people who have it? I think the the people who have died from it is significantly significantly higher. Excuse me. Um, so uh, this is going to get into a lot of sort of really detailed and uh, border. Okay. Anyways. Basically, people figured out that on the night of February 3rd, um, there was a gigantic operation in China. This is going to sound super conspiracy theory, but I promise you, this is like oh, hard science. I'm all there was a, there you there go. Was I am the conspiracy theorist. Go ahead. So there, there was a gigantic operation in Wuhan where there were white vans in the middle of the night, people in full biohazard suits going into apartment buildings and carrying out bodies and then transporting them away. Uh, to a field outside of Wuhan. Then, so based on satellite data, we know uh, wind patterns and we can also detect something called sulfur dioxide, which is a byproduct of burning fossil fuels, but also a byproduct of burning bodies. Um, so just for some context, Shanghai, which is the biggest city in the world, will have an SO2 count of something like 80 micrograms per cubic meter, and that's considered very high. So in this random field overnight in Wuhan, this spikes to a level, the SO2 level spiked to a level of 13 to 15,000 micrograms per meter cubed. Um, so this is impossibly high. It's not like they built like a big motor know, field or something. There's like a big engine out there. Was it? No, there's it, it <laughs> popped up overnight, you know, and it's not like they opened up 15 factories in this one field. Uh, and so people went ahead and calculated it. And the number that you would have to get burning human bodies is about 14,000 in that one night. And this has obviously not been reported. There's also been reports from lab researchers in China that the Chinese government, when they're reporting numbers, they're only reporting spontaneous deaths. So the thing that I said, how this virus can just kind of kill you. What they're not reporting is deaths due to pneumonia, which have increased massively. And this is how probably 95% of the people are passing away from this virus. I've also heard so, that, that's, that, like, I forget where it was, in somewhere like Iran, I think, that they're now distinguishing between a severe case and a mild case in terms of their reporting. So they're not even pretending like they're trying to report everyone who's actually infected with the virus. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, loosen... What I would say what the guidelines or the symptoms for people to be tested. I know in the States because they were missing certain um, individuals who actually had the virus, but because their symptoms weren't X, Y, and Z, then they weren't being treated or, or being seen. Mm -hmm. And now supposedly they're saying that like the, the epidemic of it all or like the widespread, of course, is because of the resources that are not available in all of these other countries. And that when it comes to the U.S., that it's going to be better because we're going to have 50,000 more whatever is like testing kits and facilities and whatnot to actually pinpoint if they have the virus or if they don't. So I feel like they're trying to say, I mean, you know, that's over in China because they don't have great hospitals. Like it's not going to happen here. But if people could just spontaneously die, then how do we know that that's it's not going to happen? Yeah. So you know I, mean? well, I think maybe, okay, are we saying that they burn the bodies of people who have the coronavirus or whatever this 80, whatever this is like the chemical that's released, I think from the burned bodies is what you're saying, mm -hmm. that what's spreading the virus. No, more. he's saying that they're, no, no, no. They're, they're covering up the number of people that have died. So China's reported about 3,000 people 
<laughs> oh, wait. All right. Another question. Um, yeah. So, um, well, multiple questions. The other thing that I heard, or let, this, let's just bring this out to everyone. That supposedly, this is what Trump is saying, and there's some science behind it, is that the coronavirus or viruses like that, especially if they spread through the air, are much less likely during humid or hot months. So th you, th this should sort of go away to a degree soon. But then what I heard, if you look back at the influence of the Spanish flu of 1918, what happened yeah. is that it struck in March and then it, it people weren't that scared and people then took it for granted. And then it gave it the entire summer to slowly spread around the entire world. And then when it got cold again, it came back like crazy and killed tons of people. Mm -hmm. Is that what's going to happen? I mean, that could uh, happen in the future. I know, I'm like, that, that yeah. could happen. Yeah, definitely. Happen. I think if Trump said it, we definitely have to believe it. That's number one. <laughs> and I think that's where... I'm dead. All this... No, but, it, you know, the man is resilient. Well, so. Now he's got God on his side. So. Well, I mean, he's got... But, you know, I think it's actually one of those viruses where he, you know, he's proven right. He's been a germaphobe his whole life, so... Um, he's very big. He's I mean, coronavirus since he's <laughs> right. I think. It, I mean, the other thing that I think it's interesting, which is is a totally different angle, but is he using this as an opportunity to dump Mike Pence from the ticket, which is like a total. That's uh, mm. So he's just put him up there and be like, he failed me. Yeah. Yeah. And so exactly, and, and then it, it'll start getting. He'll take he, over when it starts getting warmer. And Trump will, and then he'll say, "Oh, Mike Pence didn't do anything. I fired him from the ticket because of that." But it's actually just that it's getting warmer out, um, so that it's apropos nothing. Did you guys see that Mike Pence stuck his fingers straight up his nose and then shook hands yes. with the leads from the CDC? Like yeah. literally ten <laughs> seconds later. Wait, with adult human beings, <laughs> yeah, especially men. <laughs> In transit, like, yeah, in on the subway, like, picking their nose. Yeah, that's, I saw a guy awesome. eat his booger actually, on the train. Actually, yep. It's not even, I'm not even lying. It's, it's true. Anyway, so just going back to the, your earlier question, Seth, about the differences between this and the Spanish flu, which is obviously the worst viral global pandemic in recorded history. Uh, the course of this illness is uh, worse <laughs> from that perspective because... What's interesting about this coronavirus, and we can come back to this a little bit later, is that it has a really unique kind of course of disease. So usually after you get infected, you're asymptomatic for two to three weeks. Yeah. Um, and especially for the last 10 days of that period, you can transmit this virus is what it seems like. And then once you have finished that three weeks, it can still take another week until you're, you know, symptomatic enough to need hospitalization. So this is basically just like custom designed to be spread. Whereas yeah. with the flu, typically there's a much, much shorter asymptomatic transmission phase. Like it's certainly not anywhere close to this thing. So wait, um, so explain to us what you mean by custom design. <laughs> okay. I think so that's a bit of a leading the, question there. This is the, this is the <laughs> yeah, crux of the issue. Sure, go dig in. Um, it so, just seems like you meant something by that. That's true. What I am... I am personally convinced, as someone who knows a little bit about immunology and virology, uh, I am personally convinced that this is either a bioweapon or it's something that uh, has escaped from a lab in China. I'm 100% convinced it has escaped from a lab in China, and I'm pretty sure it's a bioweapon, but I'm yeah. not positive. Because China has that population control issue, 
And I mean, honestly, well, I don't, know, I don't want to say anything, anything too. No, no, no. Well, yeah, but I mean, to the point where Wait, you're the saying, FBI could be listening. Though. Where you're saying you can have one kid, you know, like the Chinese are going over to like West Africa and populating and even having children with African women because they literally can't mate in China anymore because yeah. there's still a population issue. So and I'm you got the weirs. I think it's more. Uh, I, I, it's definitely there's some serious demographic issues with China, but I think it's more uh, likely to have been something that they are working on with respect to Hong Kong, given the massive civil uprising that's been happening there. That's true. That I is say, true. I, I know that they were saying something as ridiculous as like the Republicans kind of created this so that the Democrats could be, or however that was going, um, is Trump using this to to do certain things, like you mentioned, kind of get Pence out of the way eventually. But I, I do because I believe but this is screwing in, Trump. But yeah, but I believe this is indeed a conspiracy. Or I, <clears throat> I feel like it was created in one way or another, or escaped, or, or kind of you know just uh, haphazardly let loose or irresponsibly let loose. And now it's a lot of it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Like don't don't kind of trip over it. Don't really you know get into your feelings about it. But then also it's it's just I don't know, man. This is a perfect time for it to happen, I feel like. And then on top of flu season being a thing, it was like, do you have the flu or do you have corona? And it's like it was hard to kind of, uh, you know. All right, so wait, two questions then. Go ahead. First, first is just just as a public service announcement, what should we do? We need to wash our hands. Don't talk to someone if they're less than six feet away from you. No, don't, you can't do that. They don't mess with wild animals. What are the other things? Like, what can one do at this point? There's a lot going on, but it's... Don't put your fingers in any of your own mucosal membranes. So this would be <laughs> your mouth, your eyes, your nose, okay. uh, your ass, if that's something you're into. All right, okay. Uh, don't, don't touch <laughs> anything and then put it into kind of mem- like membrane on your body. That's how you're, you're going to get this thing. Uh, yours oh, or goodness. anyone else's, right? Just to be Yours honest. or anyone else's, unless uh, you're trying Seth, to give them Can we go back around to the Hong Kong conversation, though, because I actually totally forgot that there is some civil unrest in, unrest in Hong Kong, and they've been trying to keep it low so that it doesn't bring much media attention to us. Um, but I have been seeing it just, like, on Instagram and just, like, social media spaces that there are young people who are protesting in Hong Kong. And I'm thinking... Now it's all kind of making sense. Like they created this so maybe they could like wipe some people out, but then it just ended up getting out of control because, um, yeah. I don't even think it's out of control. Like, also, it's out of control for us, but I think it's quite in control of what they are wanting to do. Well, no, it's out of control. No, it's, they didn't want it to get out into mainland China. Exactly. If it would have stayed in China, it would have been like just some shit they were doing to their own people. But now it's like, you know. Well, so, so I guess, look, I should get into some of the evidence and why, you know, this isn't just kind of a crackpot theory. Um, the way that a virus is kind of constructed, you have RNA or DNA, and it's surrounded by a protein case, which is called an envelope. Um, and what is very notable about this particular coronavirus, the new one, is that it has an identical envelope to a known bat SARS-like coronavirus. Um, and so the odds of this thing crossing over from bats into humans with the exact same envelope protein. So this is like 75 amino acids, 225 uh, base pairs. 
getting zero mutations is basically zero. Like this is like billion to one odds. So this thing has to have been built in a lab at some point. I don't think that they released it on purpose. Chinese labs are notoriously shitty at containment protocols. There's all kinds of like dodgy shit that goes on where uh, scientists will take lab animals out and sell them for profit on the side. Like this is a well-known thing that happens. Um, So I'm sure that this is just how it got out. But like from a biological basis, this thing looks completely artificial. It does not look like it evolved naturally, which, and in Wuhan, there happens to be a biosafety level four, the highest biosafety level facility, which specializes in studying these kinds of bad coronaviruses. So it's just, when Very, you look at all evidence, it's like a, it's a smoking gun. And then Wuhan is the epicenter of the epidemic. The innocuous explanation, or maybe more charitable explanation, is they're trying to create something low level, very low mortality that you could have in case there's another SARS and give it to you ahead of time. Yeah, right. exactly. Like vaccine, right? So. Yeah, that's why I'm not positive it's a bioweapon. Uh, right. Although like the way that the disease course works is like very suspicious. Like if you wanted to design a virus to get transmitted to as many people as possible, you basically design this. Right. Um, but you also I, could say you want to, if you're worried about anti-vaxxer crazies, then having the symptoms be delayed for three weeks is kind of good. Sure. That's also true. But I don't think there's such a huge anti-vaxxer movement in China. So I'm not sure why they would necessarily be working on that. They're getting a little wealthier. With wealth comes the anti-vaxxers. Yeah, it's true. That's that's a good point. (laughs) Isn't there a certain percentage of products that are used to then make other products to be like antibiotics and other drugs and pharmaceuticals that come from China, correct? A lot of our shit comes from China, right? I was actually going to bring especially like uh, in in regards to e-commerce and just a lot of Honestly, people who have um, small businesses, their manufacturers are in China. And so I'm wondering how that affects um, the spread of the disease, honestly, because Uh, even when I order things from, well, I'll say like when I order things from China, there is uh, honestly, and and, and the conversations around like small business owners, it's always that little joke of how it will have a smell to it because it's like straight from China. Interesting. I wonder what the gestation period is for could it last on a package for a week or whatever? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. But I mean, we're sitting here. But like, we're like how, inside of a package, though. Like, they're, they're what if your package is like raw pangolin meat? What the fuck is a pangolin? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's a pangolin? Uh, that's slightly more feasible, but probably not because well, it's actually uh, a pangolin looks like an armadillo, but they're like. Yeah, they live in Africa and Southeast Asia, and they're really cute, and they roll up into balls, but they're also, their scales are prized as, a, like, a, a Eastern medicine. So they've become the most trafficked animal in the entire world over the last, like, two or three years. Dang. And people think, if this isn't a bioweapon or whatever, that the, the like, um, the public explanation is that this bat coronavirus was went to snakes and then went to humans or pangolins, yeah. Well, Which yeah. is bull- like, yeah, yeah, or one of these that other- makes it billion to one times a billion. Like the odds that it could cross from one species and then into a secondary species and then into humans and still pick up zero envelope mutations is like, oh yeah, the envelope quadrillion to one. 
Kyber's okay. One more thing, which is just bonkers to me, is I love. I find Trump and his team really smart and fun to watch sometimes because they immediately jump to the conclusion that everyone's thinking, and instead of like playing, playing, um, they just try to put their own propagandistic insane. They're almost like a bully or, or gaslighting husband who's gonna like try to make their wife think that they're crazy when he put out his son saying um, that the Democrats are happy that the coronavirus is coming so that it will kill a bunch of people to destroy Donald Trump's chances because he's winning so much. So like, what's so crazy about that whole thinking is that immediately when this started to blow up, obviously one of the thoughts I had was like, holy shit, this is gonna fuck Trump so hard because this thing is, if if the idea that it's gonna go away a little bit and then come back, in the fall, you know, it's exactly in the fall, the election. And so if this, mm-hmm. like, is all of a sudden getting really bad in September, like, that's... But you know what I think? Nothing can fuck I Trump, think though. Exactly. Like, nothing can because what all Trump, Trump has to do is just blame somebody else for what's happening and then get, like, and then he'll just use that as propaganda. So if he can just blame the Chinese for the coronavirus... That's that's all he needs to get the core of his demographic to say, you know what, you're right, fuck the Chinese, and then he'll get elected. Like he runs off of campaigns of hate. Well, this is just a really dire and crazy time because you can no longer sort of be like, okay, Trump messed things up because now doing that is literally going to lead to people dying. And then if he he's then going to use that to say like, no, you're the one that wants people to die. It's just this (laughs) insane. I don't know. I just think I just don't think that it would be bad for Trump. Like tra- he the can. Only, well, well, the like, only thing that I would say is that demographically it would be bad for Trump because this virus is it does not kill young people. It's like really bizarre. It's basically like exponential yeah. in terms of each year they each year older that you are like the, and you have an exponential increase in how likely you are to die from this thing like i said there's zero deaths for anyone under the age of 10 like possible way that's kind of fucked up yeah so well, i mean i think i think, like, I think we just need to find some volunteers who have this virus to go to a bunch of trump rallies and spread it on oh, the boomers geez. personally okay. to take it back to reality because <laughs> he won't have to worry about social security and retirement because that's going away so it's like well just kill all old people all right, we've got it. This is definitely Trump's plan, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yes, except that he's also an old man. He don't care about his life. He, that man, Trump, he don't care about his life. He's like, what do you think, Dan? Where is this going? Oh, yeah, Pete, Mayor, the... Mayor Pete, the, Pete Buttigieg, well, he did? He dropped out. Just just tonight. Aw, well... Wow, were you guys supporters? He was cool. I mean, I was, I didn't, he just... Yeah, he yeah. It been, he was cool though. He I mean, was like a mainstream candidate. I don't do I politics, honestly. Yeah, you do. Life is politics. Right? I mean, it is. Like, I, okay, I, do I? I guess I have to do it because I'm living where I'm living. But do I enjoy it? Am I a fan of it? No. Yeah, it's pretty rough, huh? It, um, he was alright. But he was, you can't I mean, be a good person and be a politician. You can't be a politician and be a good person. And so for me, I'm on the side of good person. A, well, he was people. all like, I'm gay and I have a husband and. I was in the military, the Marines, and you know, it was like on paper, it was like, oh, okay, I see what we got here. But then there was just something in his eyes that just made me say, mm, <laughs> Except did you see in the town hall when he was like, uh, I prayed every day to God that I wouldn't be gay, and then they just cut to his husband sitting there. Like, in the <laughs> audience. 
Yeah. Wow. God, it's so horrible. That's yeah. So where exactly are you, sir? Like, what do you wear? On what side? I'm confused. He was cool though, and he was one of the few people that actually had an action plan in regards to black people and reparations or whatever we can do to try to balance. Doesn't Bernie have a big reparations thing or no? No, actually, people don't have a plan. They they'll say things to pander to black people, but they but in regards to like an actual plan, like. I like Yang's plan and Pete's plan, but I mean, we don't know if it was realistic. But well, at least Warren must have a plan, right, Seth? Warren? She must have Warren a plan for that. Plan I thought she did. She had. She was gonna give like what fifty billion dollars to all these to like historically black colleges and universities. All these they, like. I thought I'm pretty sure she has a plan for it. Maybe her um. Uh, money to HBCUs is well, it's, that's not it. So what is, what is Biden's We're talking about systematic Does he even have a plan, or are we just... Biden, Biden, girl, people no, stopped fucking with Biden a long time ago. I mean, I'm talking about our people, though. Have you, like, people in South Carolina, they, people they Carolina just, are just sweeped. The, the black people? Yes, you didn't just see this? Are you serious? So wait, all right, wait, this is an interesting but argument. But Joe wait, Biden wait, wait. has been fucking so, but no, we Oh my God, wait, this is a great, I don't understand this either, that Joe what? Biden is, is, has supposedly the black vote, which which is because also not monolithic. No, it was clout. He had the clout because of Obama, and sometimes black people just get a little too hyped. So they were like, "Oh, Joe, oh, of course." Yeah, they didn't even think they about like shit. Me. They were they just like, like "Oh yeah, yeah. Joe. about Joe Biden." And, and Joe is up there Obama. showing Joe, you yeah. every day that he's yeah, racist so. AF. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, it's wild. Um, <laughs> And then Bernie, but it's a matter of like where have like I like Bernie. I just wish Bernie was just like ten, 10 years younger. Yeah, yeah. Damn, man. It's true. Cause yeah. it's like he's just he's <laughs> your heart attack. Wait, wait. That's why. This is why. I mean, this is why you gotta you gotta nominate. I think you said this, Dan. You gotta nominate Stacey Abrams as your vice president and be like. If I die, then we'll have the first black female president. Um, that would win over so many voters. Wow. No. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. That, I didn't think yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, okay. Like that would be a. Tactic. We can have a first black female president, but I mean, we don't just need to have just anybody up there for the. She seems like she's the. She's great. Or she's not unclear. What do we think? What's the vote on the podcast? Oh, very much in on Stacey Pro. Yeah, pro. Yeah, but I, I think she's, I think she's good, but I just don't know. Like, uh, I think she's good. But she seems to be being used as this token black. Exactly, person, which and is, that's and that's which my is kind of about upsetting, her. but whatever. That's my but is that? Do we give her a hard time for starting an organization and doing well, and then everyone wants to support her for that? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is why. Absolutely not. That's why I'm not giving her any any smoke or anything like that. But sometimes it becomes a point where white people are like, oh, that's a good one. Okay, Stacey, she's the one. There's a lot of others, too. That's why we need, we need to balance it out. It can't just be Stacey Abrams. And then right. she's one black person, you know? Like, there's a lot of other black politicians that are doing great and amazing things. And sometimes when right. you become the only person then it what it does is it generalizes everybody else and now it's like oh damn i have to support her because she's black now it you is kind of weird how, how much option. she's been in the cultural consciousness for like the last three years mm-hmm. yeah. out there yeah like the representative i'll say i'll say this i'll say black people know we know the power and we know 
our voice and what we can actually do. But then we're also at the same time annoyed with the fact that we're always like pandered to on purpose mm-hmm. because before we even realized and knew what our power was, people knew what our power was. We are actually the majority in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we get it. And, and that's why a lot of us is like, like me and myself was like, I, I, can like I'm just really tired of politics like I'm over it all type of thing so it's not that I don't care about it because I understand that I can make changes in the small and in the in the long run but like also it was created by old white men like it's not <laughs> even for me for real for real so like what just just let you guys play and have your fun and but isn't that why no like, that's why no and that on. well the fun is over it's time for the fun to stop because the fun ain't I don't know Cause that's how I feel. I feel like people are just playing and just having fun, and I'm the one who has to like deal. Like at the bottom, when you're here on the ground, you have to deal with whatever. Literally, I hate to say it, trickle down yeah. of people just playing and having fun. Cause literally, nope, nobody really actually cares. Cause they're out of touch. Once you get to a certain level, you literally can't relate. Yeah. And imagine when you can't relate. Like there are certain things like I can't. I just can't relate to. So I don't care, you know. Yeah. And that's that's politicians. Well, this is why we have to get rid of the electoral college. Not to say that this is going to be sort of an immediate fix to all of our problems, but this immediately solves a lot of the issues with pandering, with yeah. sort of carving out subcategories of people, with making people sort of different from one another. It should be one person, one vote, and that it should be nationwide at this point. It's it's uh, it's very silly and outdated, in my opinion. So I agree. Very, very outdated. Everything's kind of outdated. I think times are evolving much faster than humans can actually handle. So that's why shit is kind of weird right now. Like, although we're creating these evolutions, we're also just like, whoa, it's a lot, you know? Like, yeah, definitely. I mean, I love hearing headlines. The other day I read, what's that guy, Oliver Sacks, before he died, said that he's a neurologist, was talking about how he thinks modern media and the internet has created a new um neurological disease on like a global order i agree <laughs> i agree 100 percent. i do think that we're going to look back at this last whatever yeah. 20 or 30 years in a completely different light i think yeah. our society the regulations in our society have not <clears throat> kept pace or been able to i think exactly. it's, i think it's literally impossible yeah. with the pace of change to keep up regulating to the need that we need to i heard someone say that in it's to your point like maybe like 20 or 30 years that we'll be handling cell phones like cigarettes like oh my god i can't believe you're touching that i can't believe letting your child hold that like it's kind of it's just i don't know it's kind of nuts like i i mean i don't have children so i try not to judge but when i see little kids with like these devices and they're like glued to them and like that's their form of entertainment i'm like this is so disturbing. Like, give them a toy or a book or, like, let them just observe things, have a conversation with them, you know? And so you just start out with, like, a device as a young child. Obviously, your brain is doing something completely different from the rest of us who didn't really grow up that way. I mean, what's also interesting is, like, I personally believe that social media is, like, fundamentally antithetical to the human condition based on the way that we evolve. Uh, humans, people have done studies on this. Humans at the very upper limit can maintain close relationships with about 200 people. And that's... Right, I've read about this. Sorry, I was backing you up. I was reading something exactly about 
Yeah, yeah. People, people have done, uh, right. you know, established well, studies about this. Instagram this is, like, is one. Facebook is two. Twitter is three. <laughs> I have 197 left. Like what? That is just... No, exactly. But I mean, I think that you know, when you have, uh, you know, these sorts of platforms set up where you get completely inundated with information, um, it, it's impossible to maintain close ties with any of these people, and in so doing you kind of ruin the ties that you would be able to make on a deeply interpersonal basis if you're glued to your phone all the time. Um, I mean, I think Facebook needs to be <laughs> abolished personally, uh, but that's neither here nor there. I think everything needs to be put on hold for a second. I mean, I hate yeah. Like, we need a break from it all. I don't know if Milton and Nervous Planet, is that what you were talking about? Uh, you mentioned earlier? But basically, like, yeah, the world is suffering from, like, a neurological breakdown because we're just overly stimulated too much on all the time therefore every single one of us has anxiety is is up and down way more consistently than any other person before us was so it's like we need to just detach would say two things one social media two decline in religion just totally reshapes how our society like interacts and it's unclear what the long-term outcomes of that are. Maybe it's just everyone's in a constant state of unhappiness, and that's what you're seeing in like political movements now. Um, and if that happens, I don't know. Do we have a revolution? Do we just have more like governments get less and less effective because they keep switching between one person leads this election, then this election it switches and switches back and switches back and no one can ever get anything done. I don't know. But I, we're in the middle of a transformation. I think we'll look back on it 20 years and say, wow, I wish we had known the path forward. Yeah. Do you think that we'll actually be, where do you guys think in 20 or 30 years we will actually be? Because honestly, 2020 for me is is such an interesting year. And I've always looked at it like, whoa, that's 2020. And I want to say it's kind of everything I thought it would be. <laughs> but I also, when I thought it would be that, I was like, there's no way, you know, that this could happen because that's so beyond, that's so futuristic, it's beyond my comprehension. And now it's the exact thing that's happening. So what do you guys think 20 to 30 years looks like? I think we're a lot, all a lot further away from the oceans, probably. Uh, Why? Why? Because there's not going to be any land there. (laughs) If you come to the West Coast, there's a cliff all the way down, basically the entire West Coast. So it would take a lot of water to get over the cliff. All right, what about Louisiana, though, Dan? Louisiana will be the Atlantis. We've been talking about the erosion since I've been in middle school. Yeah, drop your Christmas trees off at the swamp. Is that to try and have more land so people can build on? That was yeah, like, literally, yes. I feel like that was like a public, that was a, Louisiana's idea of like a public infrastructure campaign. Yeah. Drop your old Christmas trees <laughs> off into the bayou. Nice. Well, that's, that's reassuring. I'm definitely very excited to go to New Orleans in 10 years and see it underwater. Um, no, you know what's going to happen? Bernie is going to sweep the socialist revolution. <laughs> Louisiana is going to become basically the Netherlands, like Bernie's <laughs> saying. We're going to have this intricate, fully state-funded lock and canal system. Hmm. Okay, they're going to break away. That's the I am trying to be an idealist here. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was thinking on how it is, I wouldn't say a puppet show. What do you call? Yeah, puppets are on the street, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, 
really and truly, what can I believe? And then the more I learn about the history, the more I learn that that was a lie. So like, why at this point am I going to now start believing that, okay, you guys are being straight on with me and telling me like it is. Like, as far as politicians go. And Terry, ladies and gentlemen, the overall skeptic. So now you're pandering and and doing all this different type of stuff. But in the very beginning, to people that are going to fund your... Um, campaign in the election. And then you're going to do and focus on certain places and states that have the certain amount of delegates that you need to even be further considered. And then you're going to talk to me about what you're going to do and what actually you plan on doing and what's going to happen. And like I, along the way, some of that has got to be a lie because there's no way you can tell me the same thing that you told your billion dollar donor and it's going to make both of us happy you know mm. what I mean so like what am I really going to ever believe so I you can sit here and make up a story like so wait, from the White think, House desk you what can do you think write of the a, current crop of politicians though but listen from the White House desk you can write an art you can have an article sent out to say this this and that and then it'll send out to the public and the public will believe that whatever it is that they want you to believe and then they'll be like, okay, so no, I can't vote for this person, or I can't vote for that person. I can't do this, or I can't do that, because did you see what happened in the news? And as far as ads and negative running ads, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff that's going on. So it's like, you're going to set up who you want to be there in a certain position. And that's fundamentally what it's meant, in my opinion, by like, my vote doesn't matter, because I can elect a person, but but still, even at the end of the day, that person is not going to be 100% who they say they were. You said get me everything vote. you're saying makes me think you're a Bernie Sanders supporter because he's like Naturally. he like he what? has no billionaire supporters. He that's why he's the best. Exactly. But I'm just saying a lot of the stuff you're saying is stuff that he says in his campaigns, but right? Yeah. But and, even with and him, and that's what I'm saying, like you can't both be you care this much about a people and be in this position of power that is this President. I wouldn't say Bernie's position. in a position of power. As as far as what he could be. So oh, I'm yeah. saying once he gets elected as president, well, like Barack, he then even Barack. Let's, that's we love podcast. Barack because okay. Barack is our first black <laughs> president, but like he's still a pilot. He still had to make some chess moves yeah, he did. to get to where he was. He sure did. But that you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So like, what? You just don't have a government? You just have anarchy? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's already an anarchy, low key. No, right? you don't. But seriously, Dan, what do we do, Dan? You tell us, Dan. Well, I mean, I've said elect Bernie. Let's go. Start God. the revolution. It's who's gonna Dan's be his vice way. president though. Who's gonna be the vice president? I think that's a fun question. Who do you think? Yeah, you know, everybody, y'all might hate me, but never mind. We want to say it. Just embarrassed. Right. She well, she's gone now, so it doesn't matter. But I think Kamala Harris would be a good vice Yeah, why not? Why is she gone? What does that mean? Well, she, she dropped out. out. She dropped out, but she's still a human who's a U.S. senator. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. She's, she's got gone. Corona. Right. No, don't say that. <laughs> no, she's got other problems, but no, she... I think it'd be a little tough. She Her record is so brutal on the criminal justice issues. Yeah. Her burden to compromise on that, but... It is. It is, but I, you know. Well, then maybe Bloomberg, if that's her. Sometimes people. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, you're so funny, Seth. Come on. I mean, He's the guy that back. I sort of keep coming back to is Julian Castro, personally. Oh, I think that he would tick a lock about. Oh but... God, tick a lock. You think? Talk about a placator. I would just pull oh. the walls and. Do Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Me too. Fuck it. Why not? Isn't she Yo. too young? 
She's Seth, too young. The only job of the vice president is to be able to be the president if the president dies. Damn it. She cannot yeah. be the president. No, that's true. They can make an exception. How do you guys like Tulsi? No, it's Deppard. in the Constitution. You're in the Constitution. How do you? I wish. Yeah, she's uh, not there yet. But what do you guys think about Tulsi? I think she's skeptical. I know why. Why do people dislike her so much? Well, <laughs> she's friends with a lot of authoritarians. Uh, Wait, Dan, say the gossip you know. No, no, not even the. the I mean, there's just a lot of. <laughs> Interesting, yep. random stories oh, about her. Right? No. Like, I don't know. I just, you just Google like Tulsi Gabbard conspiracy theories and then just see what happens, yeah. right? Like, was part of it. What was that? Really? That her well, and Beto used to date, right? I mean, I heard that was one thing, but I also heard then I don't know. She got married right at like seventeen, and then she was in a cult, but then she left. That yeah. makes sense. There we go. See what I'm saying? It's something about her. There you go. Nail on the head. <laughs> yep, yep. That makes total... Because even when she speaks about being in the military, I'm like, girl, can you turn down the robot effect? Like, what is going right. on? Yes. Very programmed. Okay. A lot yep. of Elizabeth Holmes in her. I think the real question is going to be, what is Trump going to do if the stock market keeps tanking like it did last week? What... Of the crazy measures, is he gonna? Yeah, yeah, he's saying crazy shit. He he just throws things at the wall. It's kind of amazing. Because right. we'll see. It looks like after being down, he says, he, might be down another ten percent this week. Right. I think it's gonna keep going. Right. But I I love I love how he honestly said the other day that um that he thought part of the reason was because voters are nervous about the Democratic candidates. That was one of the reasons. So, I mean, how are you guys feeling right now? Are you looking to purchase anything, or you think it's going to go to a point where you should not? Invest? Yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta wait still. The bottom is not, we're not at the bottom yet. I heard. How, uh, how long do you think that'll be? Well, it's going, it's, it's happening pretty say. fast. Like, I mean, we're at what, like, sixty-three countries now. It's the latest that I saw. Like, it's still going to keep going up. The global supply chain is like in ruins right now. It's going to keep going down, I would imagine. There's still a lot of places for it to go. It's still not hit England yet. It hit Scotland. So. Well, that's what we think, right? It's like one of those, to your oh, point, yeah. it's probably, it's there. Just oh, I know it's there. Yeah, I'm in Portugal right now, and it's in Spain. So it's in Portugal. Right. So uh, it just hasn't been picked up on yet. Don't fly home, I think is the right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's going to be, I mean, I guess it's just coming no matter what. We're going to be spending more time in our apartment than we did in the past. Well, I mean, again, if the mortality rate's 0.2%, then we're all fine. Yeah, I mean, the based on the current data, it's somewhere between 2 and 4%. But I think that it's probably significantly higher. So typically a flu is like 0.1 to 0.2. You think it's like, higher than... Four percent? I think it could be very much higher than four percent. If this whole thing about China burning, you know, fourteen thousand bodies in one night is true and accurate. But do you think they really tested everyone who was had the flu? That's what I wanted to know too. Did they just assume that this apartment building or whatever they just is fourteen thousand people, that's not like a small village. <laughs> they just assume there's a village. lot of people in China. Um I yeah, I well, you know, there's certainly it, it's Flu is obviously, you know, a tough thing. It kills tens of thousands of people every year. And certainly we don't necessarily have a good 
uh, handle on how many people it actually infects. It's a lot of projection. And since we're in the early stages of this pandemic, there's a lot of speculation as well. Um, but at least based on the available data right now, the, the, currently it's like between two and 4%. At least those are the numbers coming out of China. And right. there's I, I other interesting wrinkles. To, which, I thought the South Korea numbers were more like 0.2%, but. Yeah, those are, right. So that's, that's actually what I was going to say. There's this weird, interesting wrinkle where it seems to be affecting and killing more people in China than in other nations where it's hit. Uh, whether this is due to hygiene, living conditions, uh, overpopulation, we really don't know. Uh, my guess is that it's due to a significant underreporting of the actual data coming out of China, yes. just based on you know what their government wants people to know and their in, you know insane fear of being embarrassed. Um, so it's hard to say one way or the other, but um, yeah, the South Korea data. It's probably better to look at, but at the same time, it's like lagging three months behind what's been going on in China. You know, this popped up two, three months ago. Obviously, because there's going to be more testing and there's going to be more cases of it. So like the numbers and the reporting of it is going to increase drastically in the next few weeks. Over here in the States, right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that's going to also freak people out. And be like, oh my gosh, this shit is really going crazy. But why are they highlighting that it's affecting old people? Because I didn't, that's not what, I've been hearing a lot. I wasn't hearing old people. I mean, that's always. It was was assumed, they can't say old people, but like pre-existing conditions or. That means you're old. Yeah, susceptible. Yeah, being old is a pre-existing condition. It's not good. Very true. Being human is a pre-existing condition. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, that could be the title of our memoir. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one one other thing that's kind of interesting is that the FDA, which is you know generally a clusterfuck of an organization, they are like fast tracking uh, multiple different kinds of tests, Um, and this is you know probably good in the short term but in the long term uh you know if a couple of them don't work as well if they're not quite as sensitive because this virus is uh, a bit of a motherfucker in that patients have been tested negative tested negative and then the third day they test positive again so if the tests that the fda is kind of fast tracking right now don't work as well this is going to set us up for bad times down the road Mike Pence, Mr. Science, is uh, right. is on the case. What no, else? I mean, he's the good news is he's one of the only people in America that's had to be in charge of a public health outbreak when he let there be an HIV outbreak. Yeah. <laughs> when he caused so it, he caused it, but he also solved it, so he knows how to solve public health outbreaks. That's Isn't there's like still it's crazy it's rates of this HIV? Exactly what I'm about. This is the gaslighting husband strategy. It's true. This is this is a great political. I think Trump wants to be Hitler, or at least (laughs) takes takes from his playbook, but he can't. He doesn't actually have the finesse because of like social media. See, if Hitler was the social media era, he would look just as much as a clown as Trump does. But he wants to exterminate people. I think he wants to be Xi Jinping. Right. I think that's a or maybe Putin. Maybe food. Make yeah. some people disappear. I don't think he would. Well, maybe he doesn't want to exterminate people, but he definitely could, would enjoy a world without certain people. Right. And yeah. That mean? That's more Putin-ish. Yeah. Putin-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
No, truly, what does that I mean? I mean, but like, I think about... Mm-hmm. If you don't want a person to exist... Mm-hmm. Putin disappears people all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Well, Russia is a whole different conversation. I don't don't think Trump wants to invade Mexico, for instance. Like, I don't think he's going to do a Poland. No, because that's just, like, you know. It's a different world. It's just a bit, yeah. But if it was the other world. You can't roll your tanks in the Poland anymore. He would definitely do that. He would definitely do it. Good old days. Good old days. Love those days. I love that you just kill people and just, like, it. That's the history of the world. It's so fucked up. I mean, we still are right now. Everyone is just acting like they they aren't, but it's very barbaric out here in these streets. Thank you, beautiful listeners, for tuning in to this week's episode of What Are Point. I was your host, Seth Satterley. I'll see you next week, Monday, to talk about the results of Super Tuesday primaries. (laughs) 